Moving Iron Podcast is proud to be part of the Global Ag Network. The network is going live soon, so check out globalagnetwork.com for more details and updates. Now on to the show. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Moving iron. Good morning and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast Market Rundown with Chip Nunger. This is Christmas Eve edition. Chip, how you been, man? Hey, not bad. Merry Christmas. Last week, let's talk about that a little bit. Kind of a, you know, China did come to the table. They bought some stuff like they said they were going to, but they have not yet reached the limits they said they were going to buy. And uh, the market's kind of reacted very negative. I don't say negative, but not even the right word. Just kind of a, it's just kind of been a blah week. You know, we had a few ups and a few downs, but nothing too crazy happened. Yeah, it, it was a little bit disappointing, actually. Um, it seemed like every day we got a confirmation of China buying beans. Uh, the market had a, a fairly significant down day. So, you know, I think two things, maybe three things at work here. Uh, number one, like you said, they, they haven't bought the total tonnages that um, were talked about originally. I think they're up to maybe about two and a half million tons. You know, originally they were talking five to eight. They may not be done. They may be in for more. Um, so that was one thing. Maybe the, the numbers didn't uh, add up to the amount uh, that uh, the market maybe was hoping for. Um, you know, number two, there's a ton of uh, beans in the world, and that might be the biggest thing, uh, is that regardless of what China buys, there's still a lot of beans in the world. Um, weather forecasts were for um, some of the dry areas of Brazil to get some rain. Looks like they... Uh, they're getting that. So, um, you know, here in the overnight, Sunday night, and uh, and so far this morning, beans are down. It's dragging corn along with it. So just kind of a, uh, back to a little uh, bit of a negative negative tone here. There's some comments over the weekend also <clears throat> by some of our trade reps that uh, we are talking, you know, on a daily basis. They're go- it's going well, but there's so much to um, hammer out that maybe there's a little um, – pessimism that we can get this thing done in the 90-day window, and and if not, you know, then supposedly this next round of tariffs are set to go back into effect. So it's just a little bit of a, a negative uh, tone to the to the grain markets here, led by beans. The funds have kind of come out of their short position for the most part, but now um, if this market keeps slipping, I think we're kind of trading right around the 100-day moving average here. If you get under that, the funds may be um, liable to go back short again and keep the selling pressure on. So we just can't uh, can't get much going here, unfortunately. And uh, beans now, I don't know what they're now, 30... Attention, attention, your attention. Hold on a second. Technical. Is that the ghost of Christmas past? Yeah, it's technical difficulties. They love to, they love to pop up when this stuff's happening. It makes it so much better. <clears throat> All right. So we've got... We've got all that fun stuff going on. Stuff down in Brazil, they're still talking like they're going to have a record crop. You know, like you said, they've got the they got some rain in some pretty dry parts they wanted to have. Argentina's kind of coming along well. Um, what's your outlook here with, I mean, if things work the way they're supposed to work and things are supposed to kind of go the way they're supposed to with the 
with the uh, South American crop, in about 60 days, 90 days, they're going to have a pretty big supply of beans to uh, to put back on the market. China's more than likely to probably go back down there unless we get something worked out. How's that going to play into the market? And how do you see that playing out with, with the bean market moving into 2019? Yeah, I think that's part of what you're seeing already. I think it's already starting to play out because um, you know some of those uh, early planted areas of Brazil, <clears throat> I'd say within 30 days, are going to have beans. Uh, and for sure, uh, you know, February, March, they're going to have a lot of beans to put out. Uh, they're always competitive with us. So I, I'd say you're already starting to see the effects of that in the market. And if these rains pan out as expected and a record crop um, is seen down there, it doesn't matter if China's buying, you know, I mean, they could buy 20 million metric tons and it's not going to have a, a, a major impact because there's too many beans in the world. It might tighten things up a little bit and, and hold a floor underneath of us uh, for a little while. But uh, that's that's what we're fighting right now is just to oversupply uh, in the world. I'm, I'm not trying to be a Christmas Grinch here, but, uh, you know, that's why, you know, we preach on it every day. You got to have a plan. We saw a run up to 970 new crop November bean futures. You're 30, 35 cents off of that. And if you didn't have offers in and, and that was, um, you know, in your plan, you, you missed it. And that might be one of the better opportunities we have, um, you know, this growing season potentially if it pans out like that. So, um, you know, not to be too negative, but uh, that's the environment we have to uh, plan around is until proven otherwise, we've got essentially record supplies of beans in the world. And uh, China or no China, that's going to hang over us. And that's also going to affect corn. Corn's got a friendly story to it, but it's tied at the hip to the bean market. And if beans can't uh, stabilize and they continue to go lower, that's most definitely going to affect corn and hold us back from what the potential could be there. So, um, you know, it's uh, it's not a great situation we got brewing right now. Yep. So for the rest of the week, this week we have a uh, short trading day today. It's closed tomorrow, obviously. Opens back up Wednesday, Thursday, and then uh, and Friday as well. So. This week's going to be a pretty slow week. Not a lot of stuff's going to happen, obviously, unless something just crazy goes off the charts somewhere. But do you really foresee anything going, doing anything this week that, that could pop up and say, oh, crap, we got a problem here, or oh, wow, something took off? Yeah, you, you never know. As you mentioned, uh, early early close today, uh, the markets will reopen uh, Wednesday morning. And then you've got the last three trading days of the year. So the volume is going to be really, really light. It usually means you, you just kind of grind sideways. But in this environment, you've got a little bit of a weather issue in in, uh, in Brazil. See how those rains pan out. Uh, that could affect eggs. Obviously, we're just one tweet away on this China trade issue to have a major Im impact on prices. So, uh, you know, on the one hand, you don't really expect a whole lot because it's probably going to be quiet and, and shrinking volume. But in that environment, um, especially when the news cycle is like it is, you got the government shutdown thing here going, stock market's been beat up. So there could be some things in a light volume environment that really exaggerate it one way or the other. And it may not mean a whole lot. So that's the, that's the, uh, always the negative part of uh, Christmas and New Year's is you never know if the moves are, are real or fake, but uh, yet the market's open. So you have to respect it. Yeah. Yeah. So cattle markets jumping there real quick last week. They were kind of, they kind of had a few ups and a few downs, but they stayed pretty steady through the week. 
Yeah, the uh, the cattle market is holding together. Um, the cattle and feed report was just, uh, you know, kind of as expected. No big uh, major surprises there. Um, so the market held together um, pretty well, uh, especially in spite of the stock market really getting beat up last week again. Um, hogs and pigs report on the on the hog side was just a touch supportive. Uh, it did show expansion, but it was towards the low end of expectations. So we had a little bit of support there, but the, the hog market's been beat up a little bit. Part of it is we haven't really seen any big tonnages of, uh, uh, of U.S. pork products to China. That was rumored, but uh, so far there haven't been uh, any, um, any big announcements. They have lightly been in there. Um, what is it going on three weeks ago now? They had uh, a few sales to China, but nothing uh, major. And so that's um, bringing about a little disappointment in the, in the hog market. We're well off of recent highs here. Um, but the cattle market, um, you know, I think bears really close watching because it's held together so well. It's kind of shrugged off some of the uh, financial market um, sell-off that we've seen, particularly the stock market. And the first hint of uh, weakening cash trade, you know, could see a, a fairly significant break in cattle, but it's holding together pretty well. Outside markets really took a beating last week. Um, they announced the, the interest rate hike, and, and I don't. Everyone felt like that might not have been the best thing for the for the market. So, um, stock market sold off quite a bit. Oil went way down again um, after it kind of what it regained. It it, uh, it lost again after that. So, where do you see the the oil market headed? And, and right now, if you start looking at some some futures for gasoline and diesel, there's a seems like it's a pretty good time to lock some stuff in. Yeah, you, you, there was a little story out over the weekend here about the potential for OPEC to cut production. Saudi Arabia really uh, is way under what their budget is. They're, uh, uh, they're going to be uh, bleeding money here on their domestic budget um, because they're, they're factoring in uh, way higher crude oil prices. So, you know, that's always subject in this environment, too. They get together and they cut production dramatically. You're going to see crude oil scream back higher. Um, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think producers need to take a look at uh, locking in some diesel fuel needs here. Is it the low? I don't know. It could certainly go lower. But, um, you know, in this type of environment, all you need is a, a, you know, OPEC cut larger than expected uh, in a surprise meeting. Oftentimes uh, that can happen or it has historically happened um, over holidays and quiet periods of time as well. So I think if I'm a producer, I'm sitting here saying, hey, I'm going to lock in at least my first quarter, if not first half of 2019 fuel needs here. It's way under a year ago. It's maybe the, the one input that's gone down compared to a year ago. Why not lock some of that in while we have a chance here? Uh, first quarter, uh, you know, starting uh, next week after uh, New Year's, the question is going to be, is any money flow into uh, commodities out of the stock market? We're going to have one of the worst closes um, to the stock market in many years. And uh, does that, um, you know, cause uh, some outflow of money out of uh, out of stocks, maybe into commodities as a diversification play that could help stabilize things. There's a lot going on here. Um, you know, not only the rest of this week, but first half of uh, January, we got a lot to hit these markets. So I think volatility could uh, see an increase into the new year. Yeah. All right, Chip. Well, we still got plenty of stuff going on. 2019 is five days away, six days away. So we need to. Start looking at that 2019 plan if folks are working on that plan or have one in place they want you just to give a review to. How would they do that? Yeah, best way is just give us a call here, 309-550-7213. 
I would love to love to help you with that and uh, kind of uh, guide you along, give you some advice, uh, maybe some improvements on how you could um, even start into building a plan uh, if you don't have one or how to uh, maybe uh, increase or better the execution of that. And uh, it's going to be really, really important. Uh, and as, as I mentioned in these beans, it's a perfect example. If you didn't have your orders up there, 965, 970 versus November bean futures, you know, it came and went quickly. We were there for uh, less than um, a day. And then now we're 30, 35 cents, probably working on 40 cents off of those highs. So you got to have a plan and you got to execute it. Uh, and it can mean the difference between profitability and, and, uh, and having a losing year. Right on. All right, Chip. Well, Christmas Eve. Have yourself a good Christmas, and uh, we'll talk to you again uh, maybe later this week. That sounds good. Everybody have a Merry Christmas. All right. Thanks, Chip. All right. in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving higher. Time and time again Through the years you'll find us here